Welcome to Sex and Violence, America's only podcast with the word sex and violence in it. I am your host, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hello, young boy. How are you today, Daniel? Just swimmingly great. Swimmingly great. Swimmingly great. Swimming in the Top Gallant Cove. Oh, yes. We swam through the Top Gallant Currents, through the Top Gallant Strait, into Top Gallant Cove, and Top Gallant Land. Right next to the Top Less Mermaids. Yeah. We're being real gallant about it. Barely oh. registered as a. Oh. <laughs> they were topless mermaids, but we refused to look below their collarbones. Yeah, and we're bo- fucking classy. Yeah, we're just like Ron Howard directing Daryl Hannah. Silence. Fine. What? No. Whatever. What's the punchline? What? Well, that's it. Because in it... Splash, she's a mermaid, and the whole time she's naked, you only see her above the collarbone. Oh, remember we talked about this last week? I never. And you weren't Splash. allowed to watch it. Oh wait, I I thought okay, but I. I thought I the joke. No, I was just making that. a direct reference to Splash. I thought the pun was that the movie was called like classy or something like that. No. Okay. Just Splash. Welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, where we discuss violent films. We discuss topless men and women, bottomless men and women, bottomless bits, bottomless mimosas, and mimosas for your soul involving sexy violence. And I am one of your co-hosts. I am Gabriel Mara. <laughs> Along with me is my co-host as always. Ryan Snyder. And also this fucking guy. Again. <laughs> This fucking guy. I really wanted to add to that list and bottomless uh, Viggo Mortensen's. That's not true, though. This is the first movie of his we've done. There is bottomless. Bottomless. Uh. He's naked. <laughs> yeah, come on. Seriously, I had to put those together? Guys. It wasn't exactly a fucking splash reference. You Jesus Christ. You got I got me. It. I got you. Well, look at this. Roman soldiers over here. Just nailing me. Mm-hmm. Right to the cross. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Or, as we were having a protracted conversation from last week about uh, Passion of the Christ, or was it the Jews? No, it was not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not an anti-Semitic podcast. Yeah, it's not a right-wing show. It's the other show. This is not a right-wing show. (laughs) We're a left-wing sexy and violent show. Slow readers are not anti-Semitic. I just was... (laughs) The point is that, like, I made a reference to that story, and I told him, it's like, listen, the only version of that story I'm aware of is from seeing the movie The Passion of the Christ, which you guys should totally do. Um, We should have done that for this week. I actually have a small story about that. Really? I, uh, when that movie came out, I was still in a uh, uh, Catholic school, and Damn, my buddy. my parents like had thought it was prudent to take me to see this movie. I remember seeing on the. How old news, are you? Oh, jeez! When did this movie come out? Movie Four, come out. Fourteen, maybe. Hmm. Two thousand, two thousand four or two thousand three. Yeah, I, I would have what it was anywhere between like thirteen and fifteen. Either okay. way, okay. <laughs> so my my I'm seeing all these things in the news. You know, people coming out, and it's like people crying, like you did it all for me. <laughs> my parents, like you know, this movie's getting rave reviews. Every Christian we know is going to see it. Let's take the kid to go. Oh boy. So they take me, and like we're walking up. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? We're not getting popcorn. They're like this isn't a popcorn movie, Ryan. I'm like, all right. So we go in, watch the movie, and like coming out. Everybody in the theater is just like sobbing, except for me. And this was like the first moment in my mind. Like I've done this for every shitty movie I've walked out of, where it, the thought pops into my head, "Wow, I can't wait for the sequel." And like, <laughs> I just felt like the biggest douchebags. Everyone's just like sobbing, crying. I'm like, that was kind of a piece of shit. I'm gonna go home and watch from dusk till dawn. Yeah. So yeah. a better movie about the power of Christ. There you go. Yeah. I've, I've insisted. I haven't seen Passion of the Christ again, but hey. Uh, I, I, I told I told Gabe, like, in all honesty, and I don't know if you, have you seen it, like, since then, Ryan? Uh, no. 
Okay. Well, I, yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> right? Listeners, I did not run Ryan's out for the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 you're no. the face of utter, just like, why would I? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Not enough tits. <laughs> Good point. Um, even though it has uh, Monica Bellucci in it. I was about to say, is that Monica Bellucci? Is Mary Magdalene? But uh, but no, she doesn't go topless in this one. What? I know, right? Hey, what's the point of casting her? Uh, hey now. Hey. Don't, how dare you say that to Monica Bellucci. Yes, star um, of Shoot em Up. Star of Brotherhood of the Wolf, a movie that I can't believe we, we might not be also, able to do. Star of Bram Stoker's Dracula. A uh, very minor role in that, unfortunately. Oh, very yeah. memorable for the psyche of many young boy in the 90s. That, that's a good point. Kind of Bond girl. Oh, yeah. She is a Bond girl. Yeah, but you know, she, but, yeah. the shitty one who gets killed just to raise the stakes for Bond, so, which did, is the worst fucking thing Bond movies do. Did Bond Monica Bellucci get killed in that one? Yes, she did. Okay. Just to prove a point, because you can't have a fucking Bond movie by killing the fucking girl Because the, no bond, the, the Bond girl the, the always blonde dies. The Bond girl. Uh, but, um, no, Brother of the Wolf, and that, she has, uh, she's, she's awesome in that. I love her in that. She's so, okay. she's so, not good, but, like, she's so, it's, it's so the perfect thing you want to see Monica Bellucci being in a trashy movie. I don't know if that movie's good it's, or bad. It's another check mark for like me wanting to see it. Like, yeah. Okay. Wait, before we get into any more bullshit. Nope. Guest, who are you? I'm not the guest. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wait, 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 what's I'm going on? Wrong show. I'm sorry. Also, uh, that was kind of physical humor because the joke was my my very serious face of just like like pointing to Ryan, just like, go on. I'm going to cough through <laughs> this the guest in my house. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, my name is Daniel Reichel. I am co-founder and co-host of Top Gun Radio and Slow Readers, respectively. Hey. Uh, writer, associate producer, team book takes. Yeah. And, uh, and I've also uh, written one book uh, called The Great Destroyer Sea Story, available uh, in all e- ebook retailers. Uh, enthusiastic reviewed by... Judy Trumbly. Judy Trumbly as uh, three out of five stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she has not responded to me yet. Not yet? Nope. Thank God. Well, I don't know if you've heard the latest Slow Readers episode. I have not. It's 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 a doozy. Is this the one I missed out on? Yes. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, there, we talk about you extensively, but we'll talk about that. Stop. <laughs> we'll talk about this afterwards, because we're finally doing the one thing I've always wanted to do, record Slow Readers immediately after Sex and Violence. We're going to be, yeah, I'm glad Woo! we're doing Sex and Violence first, so that way we can have a contained conversation. Because that's where what we're just going to hang out, and then for the next show, we're just going to like wait and have this, you know, well, let, let Daniel do his thing. Yeah. Tangent City. Tangent City. Fuck yeah, bro. Daniel is the zoning director of Tangent City. So. Yeah. This week, we have a movie to talk about. I'm grabbing the reins for some goddamn reason. (laughs) I'm like, like, you interrupted me to grab the reins as a guest on a show. Yes. I'm so used to, in this setting, being across from Gabriel that, like, I'm just like, come on, get us on track. What do you mean, me? Yeah, all the time. How this guy. dare you? This fucking guy. I can't You're get him on a straight fucking line, man. <laughs> yeah, sh- Give oh me 20 God. minutes to like get this coffee. I mean, I'll start. <laughs> yeah. I still got violence in my head. Okay, before we get into oh, our yeah, movie yeah, of the yeah, week yeah, here, yeah. Um, how has everybody been? Any weird more stories besides about Jesus and Passions of Christ? Uh, no. What's new, Ryan? What's what's new what's what's new in this episode of Rough Ridering of Ryan Snyder? Rough Ridering, Rough Ridering, Ryan Snyder. Nothing much. Just uh, still continuing on from the last two weeks. Last time we checked in, well, the last two times we checked in, just you know, writing menus. Yeah. Trying to get drinks and food together. Mm. So it's a very uh, exciting time in a young man's life. I can dig it. See yeah. anything fun? Uh, yeah, but I'll save it for uh, part two. All right. Something I've been enjoying lately that I didn't really expect to enjoy as much as I am enjoying. 
Is it Pride and Prejudice, the original BBC series? It is not. Is, oh. it, is it Pride and Prejudice, the Joe Wright movie with starring Keira Knightley? It is not. Is it the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, the like the retelling of the Pride and Prejudice by it a webcam? It is. Yes! Yeah! You, know, you have no idea how happy I'd be if you told me you were watching Lizzie Bennet Diaries. I'd flip shit. No, I think like, when I reveal what I've been watching, it's a very Ryan thing to pick okay. to watch. All so right. it's not, not, not boring, but... No, it's, no, it's, it never is, Ryan. Psychologically interesting. I'm all about it. Gentlemen, how about yourselves? Um, Daniel, what, what, see anything fun? Anything new? Uh... Did you and I see a movie lately? I don't remember. Uh, the, I never the, remember. I think the last thing... No, we didn't. We, we hung out with a friend of the show, uh, or at least Slow Readers. She's not a friend of this show. Um, uh, Sabrina and, um, and various other people. And a friend and of Slow Readers, uh, Ethan Parkinson. And Ethan Parkinson, that's right, yeah. Um, and Ooh, in front of the bartenders. Yes, friend of the bartenders. Friend of the bartenders. Ethan Parks and Rack Parkinson. Yeah, Ethan, that's not funny, Parkinson. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the no, we did, I don't remember seeing anything. I finally got around to watching the second half of Akira because I got a new um, TV over there that's a lot bigger than the other one. And hmm. uh, the very first thing I put on was Akira. Great movie. Um, fun little anecdote about me and Ryan. Um, when I got started at the bookstore, the bar where Dent Ryan and I worked at, um. Well, me and Ryan were just kind of like circling, testing the water, seeing what our movie tastes were out of each other. Sexually. And sexually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just like two like wolves, just mm -hmm. kind of like, you know. Big, swollen, red wolf dicks. Yeah. And Ryan was like, hey, you know anything about Akira? And I don't know Ryan too well at this point, so mm -hmm. I'm just like, Akira is amazing. You got to buy it now. So what do you do, Ryan? I bought it, watched it, and uh, didn't really get it. Yeah, I saw you the next Get day, and you were like, fuck yeah. yeah, and I'm like, what do you mean, yeah, you know, who watches Akira, and just goes, yeah. That's, a, I am a continual mystery to you. You are. And and you never spoke to Ryan again afterwards. Yes. Never again. <laughs> nope. Uh, not only was it the first thing that I wanted to watch on this new TV, also because I just got it on Blu-ray, and I didn't watch it yet, but I also bought the soundtrack on record, which was only just uh, released in America like at the end of it last year. It sounds great on your vinyl. Um, yes. Not to be a fucking hipster, but it sounds great on your vinyl. It, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I'm really happy that's a very solid purchase and it ha literally has like just one of my favorite movie scores of all time. Tetsuo. Hiya. Visually, visually very Come on, appealing. do a Japanese accent. Don't, don't no. do that. <laughs> do the drums and we'll do, we'll keep on singing the thing. You want to have the whitest guy do an accent? Absolutely. <laughs> Get on your motorcycle there, Tetsuo. We're gonna go fight the clown gang. Uh, a great movie. I, I, I've been watching that movie since I was a kid, and it, uh, every time I see it, it's just like, wow, this movie's better than I realized it was, mm -hmm. you know? I think um, that Akira came up last week on Slow Reader, on Sex and Violence, actually, because Ryan and I were lamenting the programming that's currently in the Sci-Fi Channel, and how when we were kids, Sci-Fi Channel was just oh, yeah. a, like, a gold mine of random movies. Like I used to catch a Saturday morning anime film and always be like Vampire Hunter D or Wicked City or Akira. It's the first time I saw Akira. Uh, Ryan, um, I don't, I, I don't listen to Sex and Violence as much as I probably you should. You piece of shit. The fact that I produce it. Um, uh -huh. but, uh, what, what, what's your feelings on an anime? Uh, it's not my genre. Okay. Do you, do you watch any? Like for example, I, I always make a distinction, and, and might might just be me being stubborn, but like I don't consider Akira anime. I'm just like, no, that's the greatest science fiction movie ever. Just have it's an animated film, mm -hmm. or like Hayao Miyazaki or Studio Ghibli or anything like They're that. They're like, anime. I don't. I don't like. They're literally I, anime. I will. I will tell they you. They're Japanese my... animation. Therefore, they are anime. If you want to be a weirdo who claims that Avatar: The Last Airbender is anime, you're wrong because it's not Japanese animation. Well, no, I wouldn't call it that. A lot of people do, and I think they're wrong. Sorry, Ryan. You're saying. Oh, uh, my my dirty little secret. Uh oh. Of anime. You love hentai. 
No, I, oh. I'm a huge uh, original uh, Pokemon fan. Oh, no! why would you be embarrassed? Like we can, also, we can sing the like, theme song. I, I spent. I just got my N64, uh, like from my parents, and I hooked it up last night, and it still awesome. works. I spent two hours like Pokemon Snap Stadium. Oh, seems pretty cool. I never played that one. It's, uh, it, it's like an addiction. Like <laughs> I, I'm just like I'm scratching my arms because mm-hmm. I'm just uh, like, yo, I'm at the Elite Four right now. I can go home and beat them. Well, he wants to be the very best that no one ever was. Yeah. I tell you what, though, the games are very different, though. The game, like I, like it's been a while since I played it, but it like, has I'm, been. A I remember while. I got a, I got an emulator. Has it's it not been? been quite the games a while? are. Um, I like. I like the Pokemon games and the the original TV show. Like the games to me are like a like a a chess match because mm. like there's powers, things are more effective than other things, and the games are fun. And I remember watching. Uh, I was watching my aunt's house with a friend of mine, and we spent the entire week just watching the entire like first two seasons of the original road of Pokemon. Um, I primarily, I had I used to tape episodes of Pokemon anime and I would just sit there. I would stand there in my living room. I would watch my tapes over and over again and I would practice hacky sack. Nice. Cause that, yeah, that was, that was the life I lived. Yeah. I mean, the video games are, are great and they're, they're not anime. I mean, they're video games. Secondly, all Japanese video games would be anime then. No, uh, how would that be the case? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's not the case. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, what? How you know, dare you? You fiery asshole. Your bizarre insistence that Miyazaki and such are better than anime. I No, I just consider... I think of uh, anime... You're a real Uncle Tom about anime, Daniel. I consider anime to be like a very specific... Uncle Tomeru. Very specific genre and like very class of something where it's like if you think of anime... You know what you're talking about. Yes. That's not Hayao Miyazaki films. Those aren't Studio Ghibli films. I think you have a very limited view on what anime is. I do. Also, or do I think very little of anime? Well, both, I think. Bam. I win? Sorry. I'm Pure, kind of. <laughs> but anyway. I love anime. No, um, I still watch it regularly. That said, I, I do have really fond memories, and I do I do realize this, too. Is like, I remember like back in the day of like Sci-Fi Channel uh, that it would play something like... It's a hole in your armpit. It's an old shirt. Um, um, mm-hmm. That it, this is a... It would play like Akira, and not only that, but like other like grody, like uh, like violent, sexual... Uh, sexual like uh, uh, like anime films from like the eighties and the early nineties. Yeah, mm-hmm. that stuff was good. Yeah, <laughs> then like it, it got like really um, I don't know like uh, what's the word for it? Like very formulaic or something like that. Very commercialized. Like yeah, yeah. Sci-Fi Channel stopped being weird and it just started when being. The, kind I mean, of like, an, I mean, anime. In general. You knew they oh. lost their way when they started putting like wrestling on there. Yeah, that's a weird choice. Like yeah, it's yeah, mystery yeah. science theater. I was happy to see that. But yeah, um, I don't think I've seen anything that's big and new. For some reason, I started watching. Uh, oh, actually, here's a cool, here's a cool one. Um, uh, if if you guys have Amazon Prime, yeah. I started watching oh. Fleabag. Oh. Fleabag is a almost but not quite cringe comedy show. It's very fourth wall breaky, but it's about a attractive enough woman, but she's really really like, like fucked up. Isn't the right way to cover her. She's a three dimensional fucking mess of a human being and it's just this really sharply shot very funny really bleak thing that the it starts the pilot starts with her kind of like staring at a door kind of like fully dressed and like kind of like panting and she suddenly turns to the camera breaks the fourth wall and goes on this monologue about how she was in bed then she had to prepare herself for a for a one night stand because a guy was coming over and then how he kind of slowly angles up to do anal with her Oh. It, and then, you know, so it's just kind of, it feels like this really intense, kind of like needlessly, like tough, brutal, kind of overly hard-boiled kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little too dramatic. 
and it crescendos to her the next day sitting in a thing being like and he gives you this really tender kiss and he talks about how it was a magical night for him because he never gets to do it in the ass because he has a really big dick and you sit there and you wonder oh my god do I have a huge asshole cut to credits it's really, really smart and really great, and apparently it's brilliant. So I recommend checking out Fully Bag. Okay. Pass. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, guest. Go fuck off. Suck a fat lollipop. How, how dare you? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. So we did a movie this week. This dog smells awful. Yeah, but yeah, but it smells awful to you. Does he he's smell got, bad? He's got very judgmental eyes. And it's his harsh it's like brow. my grandfather, like, <laughs> like disappointed in me. He's just a very strong brow. That's why I call him the Colonel. Uh, 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 Gabriel, I almost called you Gizmo. Uh, <laughs> Gabriel introduced the dog. All right, so sex and violence listeners, we're recording this in Top Gallant Cove. Normally, we record sex and violence in Top Gallant East, which is also in the Sex and Violence Studios, which is also Ryan's place. So today we are in West, which means that we are um, handling the interruptions of. Daniel's delightful dogs, rather than Suzu the movie cat. So Absolutely on awful. Daniel's lap is Guido, also known as the Colonel. Who, if you listen to both shows, he's the one that Daniel refers to as um, the one with the creepy rat claws and the long arms. Yeah, well, <laughs> I usually call him that because I don't know if he's done this to you yet. When he wants your attention, he'll do like that too. He like paws your arm. Okay. He's got he a big dog. Big sharp claws. He's confusingly long limbs and very sharp claws. He, re- he has a reach on him, this motherfucker. Yeah. Also, he doesn't really fit on your lap because he's so long. <laughs> so, but it uh, doesn't stop him. Also, I just want to point out, again, smells bad. He has soulful eyes and a strong brow. He's the colonel. Soulful. Smells bad. Just looks yes. judgy. I just, I just looking into my soul. Can't Aww. do it. Don't trust him. He's not a good person. I bet he barks at black people. <laughs> I do. Oh, the dog. <laughs> yes. Uh, and where's, where's, where's Gizmo? Uh, Gizmo I put back upstairs. Because oh. he's honestly just going to go <laughs> around, the, around the thing. Gizmo's old. I met the dog when he was a puppy. Oh. He's a little puppy. He's getting up there. Anyway, we yes, have a movie. We did a movie. Um, who wants? Actually, um, Daniel, this was your suggestion. Yes. Introduce this movie. For, well, what is the movie before we cut to the trailer? I wanted... Well, you, you, we recorded a My uh, Grody Valentine. Uh-huh. And like you were like, what's a movie that's like grody, it's pulpy, it's like a little more of like a, like a cult classic, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was thinking like, I got nothing. And then I came up with one idea that was 100% like, Bound. oh, that's a movie that means something. Bound, I rewatched and I realized I don't, I don't, it doesn't mean something as much to me. I love that movie. Showgirls. Check it out. I wish. I haven't seen Showgirls. Really? Yeah. Um, it's, I like it. But then, you know, well, I, I like trash cinema. But I like it, that kind of thing. It's supposed to be like the greatest trash movie ever, though. It's really, really, it's it's very John Watersy in retrospect. Okay, cool. Um, But no, and then it's I was a like. a lot more violence against women. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Except for uh, that stuff. Yeah, my favorite. Right. <laughs> Your favorite. Sold. Said that part out loud. Oops. Yep. Uh, but no, the, but it was like, oh, one. There, there's a really good one. Eastern Promises. Uh, Easter Promises, I was like, oh, that hits all those. And Gabriel was like, eh, we'll do it for an episode. I'm like, we fucking better. We've been planning only for an episode anyway. Here's a trailer. Jesus. We think he might be Russian mafia. And he was a member of Vorev Sokonia. In Russian prisons, your life story is written on your body. In tattoos. If you don't have tattoos, you don't exist. I'm afraid we've lost the mother. Unidentified woman died December the 20th. 2313, baby girl born 20th of December, 2314. Anya, where did you get this? 
found it in the handbag of the girl who died in my ward. You should bury her secrets with her body. I'm a midwife. I was hoping to speak to the manager. Yeah, and I'm so sorry if she had worked here. I would remember it is said. It's all right. I'll probably find out more once I get her diary translated. A diary? You want to go for a drink? It's Christmas. Everything's closed. Sometimes, if things are closed, you just open them up. This girl ended up in the hands of the Vorifa Sokonyi. Do you know what that means? How did you get in here? There are always open doors. He wants the diary. My son Kirios mentioned many times. I think he was threatening to harm the baby. If the diary should find its way to the police. Okay, boss. You don't have to worry. Police won't find anything. She was 14, just as a child. Forget any of this ever happened. Stay away from people like me. You read the diary. How can you keep doing what you're doing? I decide what's right and what's wrong. You can't afford to be careless in any area. I need to know who you are. Show some respect. This is respect. The Vori were like a contagious disease. There's no cure once they've touched you. Great trailer. Great trailer. I don't remember that trailer. Well, we, 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 we fake watched it just now. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just say great trailer. Uh, good trailer. Anyway, hey. um, so yeah, no, this is, I love this movie. It came out in the magical year of 2007. Oh, what a year. Greatest years of cinema in the Not world. Not according to Ryan. Especially to me. Ryan, how dare you? Uh, did we go through this list? Um, oh, is this the No Country year? And no Country. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Ratatouille, no, bro. No Country, Ratatouille, Assassin of Jesse James, Michael Black uh, Snake Moan. Eastern Promises, Black Snake Moan, uh, various other things. And the year afterwards, uh, uh, Iron Man came out, Michael and then Klein? everything was downhill from there. Dark Knight came out that summer. It's yeah. a really great movie. Uh, no, I love I love Dark Knight too, and uh, Iron Man de- isn't bad or whatever, um, but however, ever since then, every movie has been trying to be either Iron Man or the Dark Knight, and it hasn't been good. Every movie? Uh, most of the big summer movies, because before that... Florida we... Project is basically Dark Knight. It's basically really? Dark Knight meets yeah. Iron Man 2. Yeah, it's both those things. Mickey and... Rourke shows up at the Grand Monaco Grand Prix <laughs> in the middle Florida Project. It's, it's fucking twisted. Sold. Oh, did I mention that last week that I saw Florida Project? I think you briefly touched on it. I think oh. I mentioned it in Slow Readers. Actually. Oh, yeah, well, briefly... Um... That's my new number. Going to see it. That's my new number one for last year. Available on digital really? right now, by the way. With a bullet. You can, you can, you can. That's from the Tangerine director, right? Yeah, I think I, I was saying that Tangerine is a heavily flawed movie that has a lot of great ideas, and you're like, huh, maybe he'll make something of himself. And then they gave him like a little bit more money and Willem Dafoe, and they're like, hey, shot a film, and number one, like, it it was tremendous. Okay. I was like rolling in the floor in love with the movie. Shit. In public, people are just like, what the fuck's up? Yeah. Why is he rolling on the floor? Yeah, I was in Emmaus. It was just beautiful. I was just kind of like having a, having a religious experience. And for any of those who want to see it, it's available on digital right now. So go on iTunes or Amazon and buy that shit. Hey, go Willem Dafoe for Best Supporting because you weren't nice enough to nominate Ray Romano for Big Sick. Ray Romano! Ray Romano! What did you do? I forget from the Ah, uh, Sonny! Did they... Ma! Did they, did they remove Franco from any nomination? Or did Frank, yeah, he, he didn't did, get the best get actor nomination. Okay, uh, I forgot probably. to look that. And he also yeah. uh, declined, is declining to present the best actress 
uh, award. Mm, I wonder why. Yeah. Mm, how odd. <sighs> well, what does it, isn't Casey Affleck going to do it? Mm-mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, Casey Affleck. Casey yeah, Affleck I'm like, that's, I mean, that uh, yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, what, why would Franco do it? Because he's Franco. Because he's Franco. <laughs> Franco. The no. sleepiest guy to ever host the Oscars. I, <laughs> I, I, would, I would so want that, uh, that um, uh, Casey Affleck declined it. And then... Like, it's like, he's Franco's not going like, to do it. So now James Franco is here to present. He goes up just like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, dudes, what up? <laughs> what a weird oh. fuck, mindfuck. Anyway. Eastern Promises. Eastern, Eastern Promises. promises. Uh, should I describe what it is? Um, well, let's say, like, that was a great year. Uh, Eastern Promises, 2007. Um, yeah, Daniel, as our guest, uh, please give the listeners a brief rundown of what the movie is. Eastern Promises follows the, uh, begins with two acts of violence, uh, someone in a barber getting his throat cut by some kind of not a professional hit, but some kind of like clearly like like a crime affiliated hit. Yeah, some and personal like like favor hit, some really grisly a, bit of crime violence. A vendetta, just a, just an in your face shocking amount of violence and gore. Mm-hmm. And then there uh, simultaneously, apparently, uh, a, a pregnant teenager wanders in a pharmacy, uh, pharmacy passes out, and uh, basically dies giving birth to a, to a child. And her diary, which is read by midwife, played by Naomi Watts, whose character's name is. Anna. Anna. Anya. Uh, Anna. I forgot what it, the guy said his uh, father's name. Her father's name would be anyway, Ivan. Ivan. Ivan Ivanovich. Anya Ivanovich. Ivanovich. No, it's not Ivanson. That's, Ivanina. That's Ivanina. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's just for dudes. You got to do it with the accent. Ivanina. Anya. Ivanina. The movie is is good. It's Russian. <laughs> but no, then she. You know this pregnant girl. Wait, wait, how does that line go? Love the whole line so much. It's like, do you know a girl named what was the girl's name? Oh, the, uh, uh, Tatiana. It was do you know a girl named Tatiana. Vo- voice voiced by uh, Tatiana Maslany. Oh, fine. Yeah, I didn't. That's super exciting. Yeah. Orphan Black. She, she didn't play the, the the character in the beginning, but, but she does. Voices? She's reading the narration. That's fucking great. Tatiana um, Maslany's and, great. And the character's name is Tatiana. Yeah. But uh, do you know yeah. a girl named Tatiana? I know lots of girls named Tatiana. This one is pregnant. Then no. <laughs> then no, I don't know himself. any Tatiana's. <laughs> like, uh, what a great, what a great thing. But uh, but no. So listeners, in case you couldn't tell, um, we love this movie. Yeah, we love it. But we're still describing it. We're still describing it! Because Anya t- picks up Tatiana's diary. She's like She's looking at me like so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find out what, the, what to do with this baby. And basically, uh, it leads to, through some of the, blah, 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 the Vori, 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 yeah. Um, which is basically a, the Russian mafia, uh, in this case, housed in London. Uh, the whole movie takes place in London. Naomi yeah, yeah. Watts is using a Londonese accent. Mm. Um, and, uh, basically this, uh, has, a, a Naomi Watts' character collide with a mysterious driver played by Viggo Mortensen named... Oh, what is his name? Nikolai, isn't it? Oh, Nikolai. Yeah, yeah. Nikolai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nikolai. Yep. Daniel, what is it like? What is it if you and like in movies about violent drivers? Uh oh, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I don't know. No, I, that's actually not something I didn't even technically realize until now. But Ooh. even though this guy doesn't drive, big like, transporter uh, fan, huh? Big transporter <laughs> fan, exactly. Yeah. Like I saw the latest one in theaters. Uh, the transport. Which was the latest one? Was the there? one of his dad. Huh? There's one of his dad. Huh? It's, it's not. It's not Statham. It's another guy. It's the bad guy from Deadpool. Huh? Oh. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It yeah. was not very good. So anyway, uh, I saw this back in 2007 in theaters. Gabriel, did you also see it? In I believe I saw it with you. Yes. We might have even seen it together. I'm not even too I think sure. we did. That year, we saw a lot of movies together. Uh, Brian, though. Not Brian. Ryan, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually call you Brian. I just like... Brian. 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 This is your first time seeing Eastern Promises. Yes. Have you heard of it before? From you. I know you I, like, I, you like History of Violence. Are you a Cronenberg guy? I actually, I, I have History of Violence on the watch. It's one of the movies that I bought on a recommendation and haven't watched. Um, There's like 30 of those in the... Yeah, place. those these two are like sister films. Like, if yeah. you love this, like, I highly recommend seeing History of Violence. I we'll get to that later. I do prefer Eastern Promises, but... Yes. I, I remember, like, for some reason in my head, like, I had this, like, like trailer voice of, like, watching TV in 2007, like... Eastern Promises has been nominated for six Academy <laughs> Awards. Like, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably a good movie. Yeah. And then when I put it on, like, I was, like, reading about it before I put it on, and then it had me from, like, go. Yeah, yeah. no, right away. This movie is like, fucking oh, amazing. cool. It's not only God forgives. He was touched by the angels. He's, he knows nothing. He's been touched by the angels. Th- this movie, and just, I love the fact that, yeah, you reminded me, this was not only nominated for, um, uh, Viggo Morrison's performance because yeah. Viggo Morrison is great. His Oscar clip is the is the throat thing. Is it okay? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Go back in there with normal people. <laughs> um, but uh, but not only that, but like several other things, like probably like six nominations. Her so director. this is like Oscar nominated, Pulp. Yeah, yeah. And, isn't that great? And again, I just want to point out like this movie's the, so seedy. The, There's a scene where Vincent Cassell makes uh, Viggo Morrison fuck a prostitute right in front of him. Shouts at him to like basically like violently threatens him that he has to fuck a prostitute in front of him to prove that he's not gay, just so uh, Vincent Cassell can watch can him. like watch yeah. Viggo Morrison fuck a prostitute like the whole way through. Yep. And uh, and yeah and and but yeah we'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan, um, so. Uh, the the we're, we're kind of like undercutting like the three main male characters uh, so far. The uh, Viggo Morrison's Nikolai, uh, Vincent Cassell's. Oh, uh, Kirill. 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 K- K- yeah. Like Krill. Uh, yeah. Who also, by the way, stars in uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Hey, I love Vincent Cassell. Uh, Vincent and- Cassell. I remember like looking online. This will tie in with something we were talking about. Um, for like casting a a, a fan casting of something, and I mm-hmm. thought it was a brilliant thing. Uh, Vincent could sell as uh, the Frenchman from the boys. Oh, he'd be great. Right? He'd be so good. I don't remember. Oh, the boys. We have to do. Yeah, we have to. We have to start planning our boys segment. Yes. What we name it? We'll come back to that. This is the comic, right? The yes. uh, the what do you call it? Who, Grant Morrison or something? Like oh, that? Ennis. 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 That's what it is. Yeah, I, I read that like the first volume back then. I don't remember a fucking thing. But um, shame on you. Shut up. It's fabulous. Uh, and oh, I don't remember his name. Armin something rather playing. Uh, yeah, Vincent. normally I'm looking at stuff, but we're using my devices out of research. What's his name? Like Satan? Not Satan. No. Like Satan. Oh, the character's like, name? The old guy? Yeah. Listeners, I'm going to fully disclose to you. I did not rewatch this movie for this episode. Semyon. Semyon. I knew there was like an E and a Y. But to be fair, Daniel and I have probably... Watch this movie like minimum of twenty five times. Yeah, th- this is one of like a, like several movies that came out about the same time that I've probably seen like at least twenty times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'll, 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 I brush my teeth at this movie. Yeah, if I would have okay. seen this in 07, I could I would be right there with you guys. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So like Vince Cassell, I want to talk about him because I love Vince Cassell. Vince Cassell plays the son of Armin. I'm just gonna call him Armin for now because I don't Simeon. fucking remember Simeon. That's his name. Armin Tanzarian. Simeon. I'm trying to remember his, his the actor's name. He's pretty great. Uh, yeah. 
but um he's, he pl- he's like the brat son of like the mafia kingpin yes and whereas like the father is all is both like grace and absolute ruthlessness mm-hmm. uh the, has that john wick thing going on yeah yes. he, he kind of has the john wick yeah yeah there is such wonderful three-dimensional storytelling in this with like a bare minimum of scenes like like uh, it's almost as like you know that scene in in civil war where you meet and like black panther within three minutes that across this movie, there are moments where you see the complexity of every character. Like Kirill, he gets that one scene where, like, you see he's also a good father. But even though he's kind of a shitty human being, he's also a good dad who's really kind to his child. Uh, yeah, no, you, you're introduced with... You're, he, you're they're he's family int- people, He's introduced so interesting. exactly the way that you should know him, where he... Uh, there's like that really great introductory shot of just like like Ham and Nikolai just like turn a corner. Nikolai uh, Viggo Morrison's character is absolutely just like stoic and cold and like just like like you know he's dark, and like like Nikolai just goes into like a bunch of dogs or whatever, and like that's our introduce and you get everything from that. Uh, but yeah, and then like, like in, then in as the, it goes on, he's... in the in the freezer, yeah, Pedrasta. <laughs> Pedrasta. See, this is like one of those areas where like you wish like the academy had like a best on-screen duo kind of thing. Yeah, because um, like the interaction between them throughout the movie is really fascinating. It's, yeah, it's a constant power struggle, mm-hmm. and like anytime one gets one over the other, it they have to like kind of just like move back. Like, oh, I knew I knew my well, father was gonna offer your stars the whole time, uh-huh. but yeah. don't forget I have a lot to teach you. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's so like their relationship is the heart of the movie more so than the thing of Naomi Watts. Who yeah. I think, you know, Naomi Watts is perfectly great in this, and she just happens to be our audience surrogate, who was never the most interesting character. Yeah, well, I, I want to say that this movie does something uh, it's uh, absolutely love in terms of, like, a, a film st- uh, story structure, is that, like, for the first, like, like half this movie, our main character is Naomi Watts. And then, like, at some point, it just gradually shifts over to Nikolai being the main character for, like, the last half of this mm-hmm. film. Yeah. And it, it's so graceful, and it doesn't really bother you. Like, it doesn't, you don't think that Naomi Watts doesn't have enough to do in the yeah. second half or something like that, because you you just she's your introduction into this you, world. You spend enough yeah. time with her. Yeah, and then you and, and then, you like her, and you want her to succeed. Yeah. And the uncle, who is just like a fantastic character as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Bury every, her with their bodies. <laughs> I was thinking about this in terms of like storytelling the other day. That what I really like to. I'm trying to learn this myself. So what I love is that you meet a character, and when you meet a character, you learn two contradictory things about them, and then you learn a last third thing later on in the story that completes them, and you get like that with this character who's um who is he's just he's not a small part, but he's not essential to the story, um of uh, Naomi Watts's uncle, mm-hmm. who is kind of racist. Yes. Kind of, kind of racist. Kind of. seriously racist, okay. but like, like in a harmless old guy kind of way. And he's also he's uh, a, yeah, it's he, pretty emotionally uh, yeah. affecting he's, in the ones. Yeah, the way he says it. Yeah, yeah. I think but that's, that's why your baby died. That, that's more about that's more about him being just completely inconsiderate as opposed to him just being deeply racist. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's, he's not like an angry racist, but he's just like he's it's just a very old world, old world Russian. He's an old world Russian, right, drunken. And he also learned that he's a bit of a liar, kind of trump up his achievements in the KGB he's when the KGB. he. Was it KGB really? I was on Zillary. Yeah, <laughs> and he's also fiercely protective of his family. I think that's wonderful. That's a well-rounded way to develop this character. And again, the, the throat thing. I just, I just can't. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, good stuff. Mm. Um, warnings for the future: do not spit 
I'm a Russian mafia member. No, no the Vori How do you yes. say it again? Vori Vakonia. It's a Siri. Normally, I'd do it. I I, uh, I, like, just, I watched this movie again like two weeks ago, and I didn't rewatch it for today. And right now, I'm forgetting how to say that mm-hmm. that name. I'm I'm curious. Like I had subs on uh, when I was watching. Every time that like that name came across, it was all lowercase. So I'm curious if that's yeah. Interesting. That, that's uh, that's how it's supposed to be written. Apparently, yeah. I'm, I'm curious I don't know why. Who that but, is. Yeah. I wonder what the literal translation is. Oh, though, there there is a there is a little translation. Let me look this up. Hold on. Um, so glorious hammer sickle. Yeah, I want to get right to the heart of the matter. Maybe one of the reasons why I absolutely S- love this movie. Spoilers, by the way. This movie, the, uh, we recommend yeah, this if you haven't seen this. Eleven years old, but it's also, I mean, like fucking see this. Go see this movie. But Ryan, the bathhouse fight scene. Yeah. Okay. That was so, really. <laughs> I've been saying to you since the inception of this show. Uh, real quick, thieves in law. Oh, Rory I think I didn't know Zaconia. that. Thieves. Zaconia, not Vaconia. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've been saying to you since the inception of this show that I feel the greatest fight scene in cinema history is in this movie. Yes. Do you, you feel as though uh, that's the greatest fight scene? I like think so. the greatest fight scene. I, yes. I, I think it's one of the greatest fight scenes ever in cinema history. It's like my favorite. I think that, I mean. Explain. It's kind of like that. My why you can't well, I guess maybe in, in retrospect it's a little bit of my Pulp Fiction argument you can't Pulp say Fiction Pulp Fiction is the greatest movie of all time okay. because if, if there's in the film spotting thing if there's only one movie left in the world I don't want it to be Pulp Fiction because mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction only works as reaction to other cinema mm-hmm. so if you have only one movie ever it's you want to watch fucking Godfather so with this um, wow. on 07 I was sick to fucking death of trumped up fight scenes i've seen a million kung fu films i've seen a million shitty action films i've seen i've seen it all really and fight scenes are boring i think almost all fight scenes are unoriginal unimaginative or they're trying too hard to be cool like this is post matrix yeah all the fight scenes then were shitty matrix fight scenes that's what no that's exactly what i was gonna say like let's keep on this came out in 2007 the matrix was 1999 Mm -hmm. it was eight years from that so like we're still heavily into the idea that uh, that like the greatest action, like the most cutting edge action stuff that in American, in, well, America was borrowing from the East, of course, but America was uh, that was doing right now was um, was like Matrix it was style, Matrix and super was... cool slow motions, yeah. like highly choreographed long fights. Or nice. it was, or it was Born, which was super fast camera movements, really tight, like like just tight, close, sharp, quick violence that still doesn't have an impact. It it it. Does I just like and I always I always wanted to kind of do like Born Supremacy for this this show uh, as well, but because like I really love that movie and it's like I love that movie. Don't blame the people who tried to do that movie that oh, they've been really doing for can't. the next ten yeah, years. I mean, because technically like like Taken was also like yeah. that whole which is so fucking boring. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you like Taken. Taken. Yeah, I um when it first came out, I was like, yeah, cool shitty action movie. And then like when it got to like Taken Two and Taken Three, and I go back and watch original Taken and listen to everyone around me talk about fucking Taken. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, goddamn, I'm so over this bullshit. Oh, Liam Neeson's the fucking greatest badass I've never of our even fucking bothered. generation. Like, like the, no. the first no, movie, yeah. no, no. The first movie was like a fine like like novelty or whatever. Like it was yeah. all right, but like it like the action scenes weren't fun. And uh, but the thing is like it it was like using the camera movements. To simulate like the the visceralness of yeah, the action and whatnot, movement. or you had, or like you said, uh, Matrix, which was very, um, like not only was growing stale at this point, but it was like super cool. Yeah, and it was black leather. It was all about how your protagonist looking as fucking badass and cool as possible. Well, they possible. say that's yeah. why the 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 X Men movies were like that for so long because the the 
influence of the Matrix on everyone with costume design. Makes everyone sense. had to be in cool black leather. Yeah, yeah they, they thought that yellow... This was, like, what? When did the X-Men come out? 19? 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. It? So, like, if you had, like, yellow outfits, it would be, quote-unquote, like, uncool. And so, nowadays, everyone's like, give them the fucking original yellow outfits. Yeah. yeah. Why doesn't Wolverine have class. his original outfit? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because people were... Like, it was the wrong time. But, Eastern Promises. So, having this seen nothing yeah. but, like, shitty action films for such a long time, this is a immaculately composed completely it's visceral in its own way and it's scary he it's it's so scary and he's naked yeah and it takes you on an entire journey and the number one thing that i wish that movies would do that cronenberg does incredibly well in this and history of violence is um i remember you guys remember that that the dvd collection ultimate fights that came out a little while before that there's this horrible thing called Ultimate Fights. My brother loved it, surprising fucking no one. Mm. And it's all about compilations of the most badass fight scenes in the history of cinema because they were kick-ass fight scenes. And I remember watching the one from Black Mask, which is cool and all. I mean, I like Jet Li. I like martial arts films. And it's all like, fly, and you know, you're like, I don't even know what I'm seeing right now. This isn't violence isn't action this is just a cool dance and that's fine but i know i think what this what history of violence sorry what uh easter promises does is every hit is so violent this is what violence actually is and it's grisly every move is a move to kill every move is a move to kill and every move looks like it's so fucking painful yes i also want to say because you actually reminded me that um another great thing to kind of put this movie in context is that this, uh, like, is very much a sister film to the film that this is directed by David Cronenberg, director of such uh, movies that should have been on the show, such as The Fly, The, Fly, the Brood, um, uh, uh, M. Butterfly, fucking Dead Ringers or something mm, like that. Dead, ring- naked, dead Ringers would be so good for Naked this. Lunch or something, you know. I want Naked Lunch, but Dead Ringers would be so good. <laughs> but, uh, but so, like, he's, and, like, so he's done, and if, if for those who aren't familiar with those kind of movies, uh, David Cronenberg was, like, a very much a pioneer of, like, the body horror, the body, mm-hmm. body horror, is that what yeah, yeah. B- body horror uh, subgenre of like sci-fi and horror films. Imagine a slightly more a more intellectual uh, carpenter in the eighties. Yeah, he he did he did. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I mean, come on, carpenter. They live very intellectual. It's the most intellectual. That's you mo- motherfucker. That and goddamn what he actually put on the glasses. Oh, you. How do you not consider that fight scene? That's all the greatest. Okay, that is absolutely one of them. Because that's a really good. It's, bit, then, it's, it's apples and oranges, you know what I mean? And yeah. one of the longest. Yeah, if it, not it's, the it's, longest. yeah, it's very much like baseball versus football. I'm like, eh. okay, but uh, but the thing is, like, in, in this, like, uh, yeah, so he's done like that, and like, and then like, all of a sudden, he puts out uh, History of Violence and Use of Promises, um, and like, History of Violence is essentially like a modern western. It's it's a very subtle kind of. Was thing. A, it was a graphic novel first, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was very novel. different though. Uh, good, good Ed graphic Harris novel actually. It. You mean husband of. Of uh, Amy Madigan? Of <laughs> Amy Madigan, yes. Yeah! Do you know that Amy Madigan's married to Ed Harris? Who the fuck is Amy Madigan? McCoy, bro. Really? Yeah. Okay, I don't know her fucking name. Bro. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, so You're the host of Sex and Violence. You don't know who Amy Madigan is? <laughs> and... Get your oh, shit together. And I'm a huge lover of uh, Streets of Rage. Uh, fire. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, but anyway. And Gone, Nitty Gone. So, um... Is she's not too? Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. the, uh, the, the aunt. Or, no, the she's sister-in-law. The yeah. Because the guy living there is the she's the older brother of the the yes junkie mom yes so it would be 
her sister-in-law. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. So anyway, so history of violence and history of violence was like a, a modern western is about a, 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 a this uh, middle of nowhere man who's like married to like who's married with children has like uh, a regular... really the premise he, he's like supposed to be like a guy in like witness protection like he gets noticed for like saving his diner. Yeah. Like... We don't we don't actually know what it's about, but we just know that in the beginning uh, or close to the beginning he uh, basically saves like a bunch of people from like these like psychopaths who just come in to like rob people and but they just want to do violence and he like heroically like fights them off in a very violent encounter oh, it's so um wild. but it's so in, great and the whole movie i don't want to spoil it too much because honestly that'd be a great follow-up to this um but like every scene of violence and it's it's like eastern promises not an action movie no but whenever there is violence it's harsh it's like I, horror stuff it, yeah it that's is... the magical is like he puts his principles of body horror into what's legitimately scary about fighting yeah but like people have rules where like if you are like like if you are an ultimate fighter or something you don't get into a fist fight in the street because you'll fucking kill someone yeah you don't want to do it because violence is scary and it gets hurts in yeah in in uh, history of violence like especially in the history of violence and like i said it carries off to this but like Someone getting like punched in the throat or getting their face smashed in with like a coffee pot or something like that is horrific, yeah. you know, yeah. and it and it feels like that. And using that kind of aesthetic in Eastern Promises, he has it, again Eastern Promises. There's no other action scenes. There's scenes of horrific violence, which is yes. awesome. Uh, but there's a lot of emotional violence. There's a lot of emotional violence, sure. Yes. But there's there's one action scene, and for the, those of you who don't who haven't seen this, um, there's a there's a there's a part where uh uh, uh Jesus, what's his name, Armin. Simeon. Uh, Simeon. Simeon is basically supposed to give up his uh, son to the uh, to just, like some like uh, other people in like the the family, but like another who like come from the mountains or something like that. It's awesome. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Chechens. <laughs> yes, Chechens. Yeah, but you know the Chechens. They're animals. Oh, um, boy. But he's supposed sorry, to. Sorry, Chechen listeners. <laughs> he's supposed to get. I'm quoting the movie. I'm sorry. Uh, but he he's supposed to give up a son. Instead, he he makes <laughs> he essentially makes uh, uh, Viggo Morrison into the family and basically just says, to make him a sacrificial lamb. Hey, that's uh, that's that's Kirill right there. Get him in a bathhouse and in bathhouse and the other thing we're really not getting into are the tattoos yes um yeah i found that so fucking cool yeah well daniel you and i are heavily dominating this conversation as is our wants yes. ryan um i would like to hear i, I do really want to hear your thoughts on this because daniel and i have had this conversation over and over again for 11 years and okay. we've been penting this up for, for fucking no, 10 goddamn I'm, years I'm, so I'm only happy to have you both spew your views Jeez, on this. That's it. exactly what this show is. I did this last week to you with Critters. That's true. So it's, it's <laughs> completely okay. Well, how did you feel about the bathhouse fight scene? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I, I, I thought it was brutal, man. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna go down as one of my favorites probably from that decade. Yeah. Um, Dude, like, the part where he's crawling away and then, like, yeah. he grabs him by the neck. Oh, it's yeah, so great. Yeah, and, like, you know, just a quick, like, you know, kick to the leg or punch to the leg to bring him down and then that final kill. Well, not final kill because I guess yeah. the other guy's yeah. alive. Yeah, like, just the knife going in the back of the dude's the head, the like neck, it's yeah. it's crunchy. It's it's oh. just so like uh, it's, it, it's brutal. Juicy. Is probably the, yeah. the best word. Oh, but it, the sound design in that whole scene is just like it. You're there. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. It, it just brings me joy. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big big fan of the whole movie in general. Uh, the tattoos mm-hmm. we were talking yes, about. The tattoos, like, it's, yes. it's it's badass without showing off ever. Well, it's mm-hmm. like like someone who's legitimately badass. More. Yeah, doesn't need to show off. Like Nikolai is one of the scariest dudes like ever, probably. And yeah, it's, and he doesn't even have to like show it off. Ever. Yeah, they like they know he's a complete like killing machine, and he's sitting there like in front of them, like in his underwear with all his tattoos mm-hmm. showing. As they say earlier in the movie, like if you don't have tattoos, you're nobody. Yes. And the tattoos tell the story of Daniel. your life in prison. 
Uh, you're nobody. Also, I just remembered that his Oscar clip is putting his tongue out in the cigarette thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that, another badass movie. Like, he's so fucking badass. Cool. That, yeah, like... Uh, it's how we yeah. meet Viggo Mortensen. It's him, like, disposing of the body from the opening scene. But, like, chopping up shit. cutting off fingers. It's like, you might want to leave. You yeah. remove teeth and fingers. <laughs> now I'm going to remove the teeth and cut off his fingers. You might want to leave. And you see him, like, cutting off the fingers. Oh, yeah. so yeah. good. It's such viscera. And it's, it's not, it's not like... This movie it, isn't, isn't boring for a fucking second. They don't mm-hmm. do it, like off camera. Like the camera's like right front and center when he's like clipping the fingers off, or whatever. It's, like there's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's so visually engaging and it's exciting and it's also in its own way it's a slow paced movie. But it's so it it's it goes by in a blink. That these are just people having conversations yeah, about for as long yeah. as this movie is, it went by pretty quickly. And it mm-hmm. like it's been a long time since I've seen a movie like at home that I've really really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like. Uh, last one I liked that I hadn't seen like Possession like I like Possession yeah. like interesting movie but I love this yeah uh, three way high five sex and uh, violence uh, I, I definitely recommend History of Violence because um, that movie is like slightly shorter mm-hmm. but it feels like it's 40 minutes long like I can't believe the pacing of so, that wait, movie so this is like kind of the one thing we've been doing lately would you recommend that as the double feature uh, of these two movies. Oh yeah, I think it's, definitely. It's, it's, it would be a great double feature. I would want to find space it out more. <laughs> yeah, I want to find a contrasting piece to it. I think it's a great as a Cronenberg double feature. But what movie would you pair this with besides another Cronenberg? Uh, What's another like grisly crime film that's surprisingly involved and in... Departed? Oh, there, Departed might be a good one. There's for this that. one really excellent crime film that's very very grisly. It's called Only God Forgives. Yeah, Fuck I think you. that would be like the best pairing of that. I think it's important to realize the. Uh, the uh, nationalistic aspect of mm. the criminals in the organization. Yeah, they're so the Russian need, mob. Yeah, you need like a hard, not, not just a crime story. You need like a, a like Irish mafia, like mm. you know the Departed, or but, like I feel like Goodfellas like a, would be a, a wrong choice. A mm. good like Yakuza film would be like mm. a really. Uh, oh, I would pair this with Yakuza Papers, the um, oh, the nineteen seventy something film Yakuza with Robert Mitchum. And starring, and I don't remember his name, fuck. But he's the, but like there was another movie in the 80s called Black Rain, which was like basically uh-huh. like a big budget version of that film. What's his name? The Japanese guy. Do you remember that, that the, the Japanese lead actor in Black Rain, what his name is? Fuck. I do not. Okay. I, believe, I believe the, uh, let me look it up right here. Ito Ogami's in Black Rain. It's one of those. Is he really? I, I, I might be right that... on this. I forget uh, his name, but I will, I will find uh, it. Shit, what's his name? <laughs> I didn't know this. What? <laughs> This is why I don't like. I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't. Re- I did not bring my recorder. What a fool huh. I am. He's about Mitchum. Oh, he's M I T C H U M. I got it. Jesus Robert Christ. Mitchum. Jesus Christ. From uh, 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 the Night of the Hunter. And yeah. also uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle. Friends of yeah, I want to see that oh, or read the book. This. I really want to read that book. That sounds like such a good book. Um, I have a copy. What? Give me. Fine. Jesus. Give me. I don't have it on me. Give me. Fuck. Fuck off. I'll get on it. Uh, here, you can cut this out while I, I fucking look for this shit. Hold on. Nope. Tomisaburo Wakayama. Yeah. And he's in Black Rain? I, I think if I, I was... Jesus Christ. Tomisaburo like Wakayama. My late night readings. Filmography. There was another Black Rain, but it's it's not there is, there is it's the, not the Ridley Scott movie. The 1987 Same year, too, actually. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. You're yeah. right. No, that might be a different Black Rain. Okay. Yep. He's, I remember, he's in the Ridley Scott. 1980. He is. Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, he's what am I? What are you talking about, too? Who's that? Yeah, um, no. What, the, what, oh, what oh, actor yeah. are you talking about? God damn it! Guy in Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> the main actor? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he the main guy? Yeah, he's Ito Ogami. Oh yeah, because he was supposed to be playing against type in that movie. Ah. 
uh, which, because in the really impressive thing is, like I said, there's this movie called Yakuza. Where the fuck is it? God damn it. This is driving me crazy. I think he's like the crime boss. Oh, that's cool. Oh, is he the crime boss? Uh, some character named Sugai. Okay, give me Sugai? What? Oh, no, I think that's the main Japanese guy. Yeah. Oh. Who explains that making counterfeit U.S. currency is revenge for the black rain or nuclear fallout after bombing of Hiroshima. Oh, he says that? No, that's the crime boss. Then. <clears throat> Sorry. All right. Neat. Wait, yeah. g- wait, give me that. Give me that. Give me that fucking real quick. You, you guys can go ahead. I, this is going to take a moment. Why are you using his phone? Because. This is very good. Ken Takakura. Oh, Ken Takakura, Takakura Ken. Yeah, this what is the ninja guy. guy. But, uh, yeah, no, he was um, he was in this movie, this really awesome Yakuza, which I'm having a hard time finding because what do you know? Fucking What's-His-Face has been in a million movies. Here you go. The Yakuza, 1975. Walter ne- Hill. Neo-noir gangster film directed by Sidney Pollack. Damn it. Uh... Written by Paul Schrader, apparently. Oh, hey. Oh, and Robert Town. Fun. And Leonard Schrader. Who the fuck? Anyway. So this, uh, is your, this is your recommended pairing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's it's the movie about, uh, basically, it's like a, an American gangster uh, goes with his partner to Japan, gets in Philly, gets involved with, like, the Yakuza, including getting involved with, like, this very, like, stoic, like, uh, hostile uh, uh, dude. I was going to say Japanese dude. Of course, he's Japanese. He's in Japan. I hope so. Um, but, uh, and, and then basically, uh, sorry to spoil it, but it becomes, like, an unlikely friendship between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, very great. The scenes of action and violence. Violence are fucking awesomely horrifically violent. Cool. Great movie. Check it out, guys. I'm going to add it to the list. Um, so let's go on to final thoughts then, guys. Final thoughts <clears throat> on Eastern Promises. Sorry to our guest. Uh, greatest, one of my favorite movies, to be honest with you. Definitely top 20. I don't know exactly where it would be, but it's definitely up there. Okay. Like firm top 20 of all movies. Uh, probably easily, yeah. I can really? see that, yeah. I, I would forget about it maybe sometimes because... Yeah, I yeah. think I'd be that same thing. That It's it's probably my top 20. I just don't remember, I never remember it for some, like, no reason. Yeah, for me, it's one of those golden 2007 movies, so, yeah. Ryan. Uh, uh, this is my first time seeing it. I loved it. Uh, as I said, I'm probably going to watch it tonight. I really want to bring it to Michelle Monaghan. I think she'd be into it. I think she'd probably get into it. Because it's like, she likes like violent psychological thrillers. Yeah. Um, and so, it's, compl- it's about complicated people. Yeah, yeah. So I think she'd get behind it. So I, that's this is something I think I could bring to her and be like, yo, check this out. It's kind of yeah. fucked up. I, I would recommend, especially since you already saw Eastern Promises, uh, see History of Violence with her. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, and yeah, then move on. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, watch the, the next one. Yeah. Well, so, um, which, I have a story about that, which is going to be real heartbreaking, but go ahead. What? I'm sorry. I wanted to do my, uh, my final review okay. with you. Okay. As I uh, said, uh, Gabriel's oh, yes. been doing this test lately. What? And I think it's a great way of, uh, giving your final view of how you feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. You go into a bar, you order a drink. This is the only thing that's in the TV, like TV's channel stuck. It's stuck in the VCR. This movie's on loop. How do you feel about it being Easy. in that bar? I would be rock <laughs> fucking hard. Yeah, I yeah. would I would be like, oh, thank God. Like, it could have been anything else. If it was Ghostbusters, I'd have been like, eh, everyone else will be happy. Eastern Promises, I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah, uh, I would watch it three <laughs> times in a row sitting at that bar. If I saw it sitting at the bar, I'd be like, can I get a drink and can you just leave me alone? I'd be like the bartender and be like, dude, is that fucking Eastern Promises? So like, the I don't guys know, it's like, the bosses, uh, it's stuck, I don't know. What I want to meet your boss. Favorite movie for some reason, I don't know. He thinks the action like, scene is cool. Yeah, the only thing that plays <laughs> in his TV for some reason is that and Wally. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> can I work here? All right, I'll be here. Uh, double vodka neat. <laughs> Actually, um, I would never order that. Yeah, I'm like, just, you want to chill? That's a that's a very good uh, way of uh, testing if something's good. We, um, should have, we should make a theme song for that. And, uh, okay. Okay. How do you want to do that? Let's see, who wants to sing this theme song? Not it. Okay. Not it. Let's see. You're the singer. By the way, when you said, uh, can somebody sing the song, you were really talking to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for you guys to do it. <laughs> okay. And Daniel, go. What is the name of it? 
Oh, basically just incorporate all the lines. Oh, should we name the segment? If they walk into a bar and the bar has a videotape stuck in the video ba, ba, player ba. and that movie happens to be this movie, would you be happy or would you leave? Have yourself a double vodka neat. Beauty. Great. Um, so hell yeah, I would be, I would be so, I would be a guest there for life. They'd have make it. They would made a happy customer forever. Yeah, uh, but, uh, big tips too. Yeah. Um, very quick, just because uh, I think you know about this too. Uh, in two... is Maria Bello dead? What? Never mind. Go on. Okay. Um, in two thousand, like I want to say like twelve or something like that, they were a month away from starting shooting Eastern Promises two. Yes. It was it was David Cronenberg, really? I believe uh, Steve uh, Steve Knight, the guy who wrote this, uh, who's uh, now a filmmaker as well. Yeah. Uh, very Writer interesting of dirty, dude. Pretty, things. pretty great. Um, uh, he was back on board. Gonna have uh, Vigo. Gonna have Vincent Cassell. All of them back. They were a month away from shooting, and one of the producers was like, "Eh, no, let's. I'm not paying for this." And uh, uh, Cronenberg like apparently like said like on the things like by the way uh, we uh, Easter Promises two was about to be made but if you have a problem uh, you should contact so and so's office because uh, the movie would we'd be making that movie right now if it wasn't for him. Shit. So what? what I guess that would just be all that's left is to tell the end of Nikolai's story of his takeover and uh, yeah. eventual. It could have been a great full on fucking Godfather thing. I, I yeah. Yeah. Uh, from I, I trust a father. I would have loved team. to see this as a trilogy, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, originally it was supposed to be just like the continuing adventures of Nikolai and uh, and Kareel. Do you just switch directions then? Like Western Promises, Southern <laughs> Promises? I, I, was, like, I was just wondering with the title, because yeah. I think it was just called Eastern Promises too, but like it was going to end up calling like Western Promises. I know that it was going to take place in Russia, but, uh, oh, but that's, that's that's it. It's all it's really known. Eastern Promises Part 2. I'm fine. Uh, Stolen's like... promised. Oh. Promise of Lenin. So that's that's the heartbreaking story yeah. about. No, all this. I I love the story of that character. It's it's such he's such a compelling character. That ending. Oh, I we're running we're we're running super long. Daniel, tell the story about the beads. Uh, well, oh, okay. Need, I was gonna ask about yeah, that. Yeah, the, the beads like, are such worry a beads fuck, or something yeah. like that. And that's one of those things that like Viggo Morrison, like this is absolutely his like the true example of like what he's capable of. Because uh, it's great. I miss him. He's great in history of violence. Yeah, he still like pops up. I I got I went out of my way to see Two Faces of January just because it stars him, Oscar Isaac, and Kirsten Dunst, and it's uh, written and directed by the guy who wrote Drive. Um, it's a really classy movie. Check it out. Um, but anyway. Uh, but he like went to like the fucking mountains of Russia to like perfect his like Russian accent or whatever, and uh, he picked up on two things that were heavily uh, used in this film. One, he definitely brought in the whole thing about like the body tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like um, the body tattoos weren't as much of like a focus or something like that in this film before. Like he came in as like we need to focus on that because that's very important. Yeah, the, the shot the of thing. him getting the tattoos, the stars finally, uh-huh. like that, that like that just booth. very relaxed. Yeah, and him smoke. Oh, it's such he's a drink. Is he drinking? I think he's drinking. But uh, but there's there's that, and then also he he just started like fucking fucking around with those like worry beads, which is like for for those who haven't seen that, it's just like this little like bracelet of of like beads, or whatever. He just like flips them over around in his hand, mm-hmm. and like in like several scenes, you see him playing around with it, like that's that's just one of his character things. So what's the no, significance the story? of the no. beads? Though? So <laughs> Vegan Morrison, he was interview. He went to a fucking Russian prison, I think in fucking Siberia, and he was interviewing people just to learn about the thing, and an actual vor in the prison, gave him his beads to use in the movie. Oh, was that? So that's a real fucking dude's real fucking worry beads from a prisoner who was a member of the Russian mob. 
Holy shit. So I, I don't think they were in the script. And he was just like, yeah, check out these beads. This fucking dude gave them to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it became like this beautiful like motif. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I ever really knew that. To be yeah. honest with you, it came from like an actual guy in prison. Yeah, no. It's, it, so you yeah, got did you guys know what they're about or no? Well, like, no, because they're just, just they're worry they're, beads. Just, they're like, oh, they're, it's stuff to like fiddle with, essentially. Like, it's I, kind of like, it's I, like what you put like your, your fears and worries into. It's like, it's, you know, it's like, so it's, it's like it's a stress reliever. Yeah. original like fidget spinner. Yes. So he has a fidget spinner. It's a, it's like an ancient Russian fidget spinner pretty much. Totally correct. Okay, we're going on way long. I uh, we have another episode to record after this. So, we'll be right back. Oh, unless Danny, you want to do another live ad? Ba -ba -da -ba -ba. Oh, hey, everybody, it's Daniel. Come on down to the show. This is also Readers. We're going to talk about books. We're going to talk about readings. We're going to talk about Russian oligarchies. And the rising concern in American politics because it's very sophisticating and all-consuming. Good luck getting away from it. Bye-bye. Yeah. Great. Okay, job, we'll guys. be back. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good. Because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep. Uh, knew basically, it. Uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know I know what that's like. And surely our... You were in a car that landed in black water? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman. You fought? Like this. Uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host, Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, you never read The Giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her, just going like, listen, girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host, Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On-air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl possess? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police. <laughs> I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. No, no, not going no, that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio Welcome back, dear sexer and violencers. Yeah, sure. um, sex addicts and violent maniacs. Uh, uh, two things. First off, I poured us all a quick finger of Clan McGregor. Clan McGregor! Awesome. This, for me, this is a comfort drink, I just want to say, because uh, a 750 milliliter bottle of this is 10 fucking dollars. Yep. Yes. Uh, and it's it's absolute comfort food, so... Yeah. Nostrovia. Eastern promises. Dostrovia. Russian. Nostrovia. To being a vor. Ah. Anyway. It's a lot sweeter than I remember. Mm. 
Uh, but uh, the other thing I wanted to say, a uh, really great, uh, gross, uh, grody thing to say that's sexual. Yeah. I don't know how else to better introduce uh-huh. that. Uh, is uh, something I picked up from uh, Drunken Shakespeare. Drunk yes. Shakespeare? Drunk Shakespeare. Drunk Shakespeare. Uh, which is something you could go see in Manhattan. It's great. Um, is that, uh, hey, uh, let's 68. You go down on me and I'll owe you one. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. That's a good that, one. I've never heard that one before. I really like that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, it was a great show. Listeners, check it out. Highly recommend it. Yeah. It was one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Okay. Any hoozles. So, it's time for everyone's favorite incredibly sporadic segment on the show, except not really because we didn't really do it. But it's time for Let's Be Frank! Oh my god. Um, let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Perfect. Let's be frank. Let's watch The Punisher. Sounds good. Cool. Cool. And we're back, except not really, because I I watched an now episode. Now you're ahead. Yeah, pro- defying all expectations. Oh. I actually watched an episode. Daniel, now I, I know tried we're to make you it. watch an episode of In Preparation. And I told you, okay, fine, I will. And did you? No. <laughs> yeah, that's not. A I was surprisingly busy the past two days. Um, How dare you? Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, mom. Good episode. Um, lot writing a lot of. Uh, I I think. Were, are we the same one? Episode five. Uh, the last thing was uh, he was bleeding the, in the woods, and he's in the back of the van. That's, that's the last. That's one I watched. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're yeah. in the same place. Yeah, we have. Oh, we can do it. Come hey. on, let's be frank. Fuck off, Daniel. Hey. Um, oh, you could. Really top notch uh, married couple style bickering between yep. Micro and Frank. Yeah, I love the uh, the relationship between the two of them. It's like it's fraught mm-hmm. and it's uh, uneasy alliance kind of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. It's... I would be very put off if my if my wife who thinks I'm dead and then the guy I'm uneasily partnering starts hanging out with her. Yeah, like getting really close. But he misses dinner. He misses dinner, which yeah. is very sad. It is very sad. Mommy yeah. has another glass of wine and regrets her decisions. Yes, and really like shockingly graphic sex scene of Madonna. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. (laughs) But yeah, good episode. Um, Daniel. Yes. Gauge on a scale of 1 to 10, are you interested in watching any of Johnny B as the Punisher? Uh, Oh, no. Here's the thing. Seeing Johnny B play the Punisher, it's like, okay, like I would say like like a firm like 7. It's like, okay, no, that's, that's cool casting. The real question you should be asking is, how interested are you in seeing The Punisher on Netflix? Uh, the long-running, hour-long drama that uh, is how many episodes? 13? 13? 13. Well, Daniel, aren't you a big fan of Deborah Ann Wall? Who? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I love Deborah Ann Wall. I don't, who is that? Who is that? She's, uh, she was in uh, Daredevil. She's Karen Page, yes. Daredevil's assistant. Um, maybe most famously, she is the super sexy, very tall redhead from True Blood. I, I don't know. But you mentioned one thing that it's like, oh, I've seen a couple episodes, didn't really get into. Then you mentioned a TV show that I definitely have never seen. Yeah, I'm I, curious to see if they, because uh, I, I think they're doing Daredevil season three right now, mm-hmm. and Jessica Jones too. Uh, either way, uh, if they go, have you ever read the, um, I forget which arc it is of Daredevil with uh, where Karen Page sells out Daredevil? You a comics oh, fan? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, that wasn't a joke? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't a joke. Oh. Like, are you a comic? No, I never really... All right, because Dan doesn't listen to the show. I, I, don't, I don't listen to your show enough, okay? Great God damn it. executive producing. No. I wrote um, a book, okay? No, 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 I'm not asking anyone to read that. I'm really kicking okay. myself for not remembering the, the story arc. arc. No. The story arc is uh, Karen Page is uh, now a heroin-addicted uh, porn star. I heard about that. And she sells uh, Daredevil's identity for a fix of heroin. Um, Who wrote this arc? Uh, it was, um... Was it Frank Miller? Miller, yeah. Yeah, what a surprise. Frank Miller uses a woman as a sex object who also betrays the protagonist. Wow, Frank. Okay. Let's be frank. Uh, how it's did... a, uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, let's be frank about let's Frank. Let's be frank indeed. Uh, it's a great arc. I like it. It's it's just, uh, you tear down Daredevil completely, and that's where they get the, uh, the character of Nitro, who was hmm. in, uh, Jessica Jones season one. He was the cop. Oh, right! He's like, give me a red. Yeah, that guy. Nitro that. would take red, uh, white, and blue pills to mm-hmm. uh, alter his moods for when he needed it. Yeah. Uh, follow up on that talk we had. Was it during Dirty Dancing about how? So I was hanging out with the professor, mm-hmm. and the professor, like I mentioned, that she listened to the episode and she said, "You ceded victory to oh, Jessica yes. Jones over Veronica Mars." And so last time I hung out with her, she like like pinned me down and was like, "Say Ooh. the words," and I'm Ooh. like. No, I don't. Did she like? I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like negligible kind of. I, I, objectively, she's like, no, you have to say it. Did she like? Did she do that thing where she like drooled and was just like keeping the phlegm just barely above your face? No, I'm really into that. Okay. Mm. Mm. It now, wasn't gross until you said you liked it. Well, yeah, but no, she's just like. <laughs> now it's real. She made me say, unequivocally, that Jessica Jones is better than Veronica Mars, and I, 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 it it pains me. But I think she's right. Jenny, Even I'm though, sorry, but I rolled my eyes really hard at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, he's a real name. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's fine. Should kidding. I do it again? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. We, we, we accidentally refer to Michelle Monaghan by her real name all the time. But I was... It took me a while to pick up on that, by the way. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I was really, really pained to do it. And I think I can't commit to it, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. My part of my world has just crumbled down. So that's Let's Be Frank. Yeah. Let's be frank. Uh, excited to see where it's going. That's why I say every week, so see what happens. Yo, um, uh, yo it's, we're only a few more episodes left. Eight. Let's do assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Pass! Let's keep doing 2007 movies. Wait, no. why do you pass on that so hard? It's, because it's I not grody it enough? Fit, it doesn't fit the format at all. But it's very violent when it's violent. Yeah, it's... It's not very long. It's a great it's, movie. I think, I think part of the requirement of these movies, it has to be at least a little bit fun. That movie's not fun at all. <laughs> that movie, I have a lot of fun, but I am not fun. I have a lot of fun watching Possession. Yeah, that was pretty Fucking fun. weirdo. It's a fun movie. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I, I, I want to point out that movie. I, look, like, I was the one who introduced it to Gabriel, but, like, I was just, like, I haven't watched it oh. because every time I put that on, I'm just like, I Daniel, can't stop. What? What? God damn it. What? Next time you're on this show, uh-huh. and I'm sure we can arrange it, See you have to watch Wetlands. You made, we made an agreement, and well, you reneged well, on what it. What was the initial agreement? What I had to watch Transformers, and then you'd watch Wetlands. Wetlands, fair, Wetlands is great. To be fair, we walked out of Transformers. To be fair, we walked out of two-thirds of Transformers. So you can, you can start watching Wetlands, which Ryan thinks is a great movie. I think it's a beautiful movie. I think it's, my, well, it's maybe a, one of my favorites we've ever done for the show. I'm a big fan Same. of Carla Jury, but I, he was a big fan before the show as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm a big fan of Carla Jury, so we'll see. She really impressed me in Blade Runner. Blade Runner is the greatest thing in the world. Wetlands is amazing. Okay. she's She plays such a sweet character. Oh, Helen. Helen. I will, I will come back on the show and do this if we do another one of these. 
mean, now he's making another well. deal. Yeah, <laughs> you and your fucking deals. I'm making a fucking deal. I hold all the cards. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. How do you? Because here's the thing. Tell me to watch Wetlands. Watch Wetlands. I don't know if I want to. You bastard. There you so yeah. Let's get a hey, fucking deal. No, I watched. I I did not want to see Transformers. Yeah, and now you got it. It's a, learning, it's a learning experience, man. Wait, he made a deal with you. I'll make a deal. Okay. Mm. To watch Wetlands? Sure. Yeah, watch Wetlands. Okay, I'll see Wetlands. Wetchlands? Wetchlands? I feel like you're trying to break Sorry, out of it. No, it wasn't. Oh, the... you said what? I saw Wetchlands. What, 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 what do I have to watch? It wasn't a sleazy. What, what are you gonna make turn? Ryan watch? Assassinations of the James by the Coward Number Four. Um, have you ever seen that? Have you seen it? No, I could probably arrange it though. Yeah, definitely it's a good see it. It's very good. See it with Michelle Monaghan. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know if she'd like it. It's very slow. It's a character drama. It's beautiful. She fell asleep during. Um, oh, she'll fall asleep during the, the movie with uh, Chris Pine and. Uh, the, Star Trek. No. No. The, uh, the uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah. Fuck oh, off. Oh no. Michelle, my, and, come on. And uh, Sicario. What? During Sicario. Wait. Yeah. Well, both those movies are not movies that you can fall asleep to. A lot of gunfire. Watch it on the couch and she just like pull up the phone and just like, I'm so sleepy. Those are like the greatest movies in the world, goddammit. Yeah. Taylor Sheridan is a god. Uh, Wind River? Excellent. Wind River? I really excellent. wanted to see that too. Uh, it's not perfect, but it, there's, not a, as there's good a couple as a... shows, like the showstopper in it is so good. Right. The, the couple, yeah, the climaxes and such. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so um, fucking good. He, he's not as much like a confident, uh, experienced director as, like, for example, Denny V on the Web and uh, yeah. Scottish McScotty. Um, but, yeah, it, it, great, great, great movie. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's to wrap it up that. Um, quickly, Ryan, so you said you watch something and you want to unveil it for us. Oh, yes. Uh, the new, uh, the new uh, show that's come on to... Uh, TNT starring uh, Daniel Bruhl. Oh, Alienist. Okay. St- starring Dakota Fanning and who's the other guy? Luke uh, Evans. Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Oh, I don't care about him. Yeah, no, Daniel Bruhl. <laughs> Daniel Bruhl. Ryan, have you seen Rush? No. You should see Rush. Uh, you should see Alienist. It's only into the. Uh, it's uh, only on its second episode, which came out last night. I'm really enjoying it. What's it about? I don't really know. It, like a uh, someone is running around like killing and mutilating uh, young boys, young prostitute boys. Oh. And it's, uh, like, them, like, trying to, like, essentially be, like, an investigative team. Cool. Trying to find the killer before it was, like... Does he have a German accent or no? No, he's kind of, like, Englishy. Like, it's it's a weird, like... He's such a good actor. I fucking love that dude. Again, I I told Gabriel, like, he's Portuguese. Like, he's not even German. Or oh, maybe, Portuguese? Maybe he grew up in Germany or something like that. I don't know. I mean, but... I, I saw him yeah, in, uh, he's in like, Goodbye like, Lennon. Fucking ever. Yeah, like, I've been watching that guy's career since, like, 04. He's yeah. a great actor. Um, Daniel will agree with me. Rush is a fun, fun movie. We should do Rush for this. That should actually be our follow-up. Yeah, yeah. You, see, you see Natalie Dormer boobs. Oh, and you know Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer. Oh, also, another thing the professor called me out on. She's like, whenever you talk about a woman you're attracted to, you call her unbearably attractive. And I'm like... Oh. And she's like, do you ever call me unbearably attractive? Mm, totes. <laughs> she's not going to listen to this one. Anyway. Why not? I'm on it. She loves me. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> she thinks you're A-OK. Okay, there you go. That's hey. fine. That's acceptable. Okay. But, like, I'm really, you should see it. It's just about, it's, like, based on a true story of two dudes who both want, like, there's sexy, sexy uh, Chris Hemsworth, who's, like, a man slut, and then there's driven and kind of impersonable, intense Daniel Bruhl, mm-hmm. and it's all about their rivalry in racing, and it's a great, sexy movie. It, it is, because, like, oh, I'm... Oh, no, what movie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, a, it's, not, yeah. it's not NASCAR, but whatever, like, the Euro version But, yeah, like, 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 F- F1, Formula 1? Formula 1, yeah, Formula the Formula 1 drivers, but... I'm sure you're just like Formula One who gives a shit, but it is it is a great story about rivalry. Yeah, it's just about yeah. Like, it's, I love uh, stories about rivalry. It's great. Yeah, it, and but those, I'm pumped about Alienist. I heard it's great. Mm-hmm. I love that cast. Oh, I'm um, really liking it. It's really like, 
the last scene in uh, last night's episode is very like unnerving. Cool. Like we were, uh, Michelle Monaghan and I were like laying in bed watching it, and it's just like, it's tense and just it's unnerving is the only word for it. Why is it called the Alienist? Uh, because uh, back in like whatever time period this is like early. 80s. 19th century. Yeah, in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, people people with, like, uh, 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 like mental illness were, like, called, like, alienists, or the people who studied them were called alienists. Oh, interesting. It's it's a weird, like, tit-for-tat. Like, an alienist was essentially, like, an early psychologist. Cool. Yeah, uh, the other thing is that, like, because we were talking about the time period, this is, like, you see proto, like, there was no real term for, like, serial killer, mm-hmm. and there was no real... Like I don't know what to call it, but like like uh, forensic or or like kind of like investigative. Yeah, they're still more, like like like, f- like surprised by like fingerprints. Yeah, cool. And like so, it's all you see. Like this is like before those terms were, but it's exactly the story about like like the FBI chasing a serial killer. Yeah, I'm you know. I'm into like yeah. like a team detective story and um, that's, interesting cast that's what it is. and uh, cool. based on a true story apparently. Oh really? Oh hot damn! Uh, yes, uh, I I think that's kind of like loosely, like kind of unofficial about it, but yeah, yeah, it's it's based on. I know like, it was adapted from like the book. It was adapted Alien, by a book by but... Caleb Carr. Okay, well, see, yeah. he knows more about than I do. Hey, Shit. yeah, no, no, I got really excited when you said that. I was like, really? I yeah, love they Dakota. know actually in a previous episode of Soul Readers, Daniel had mentioned Alienists, so we're I'm so I'm super psyched that you mentioned it. Cyclical, yeah, it's uh, I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's pretty cool. Like I'm, do. I'm more and more surprised by things that are like TV shows these days than yeah. I am by movies. So, I still like. I still think movie is the better f- structure for storytellers. I think that it's, it's just it's a contained thing. I think that yeah. almost every show, unless you have complete creative control, is going to go on too long, especially if it's good. Well, no, that's what I like about this. It's a it's like a it's limited a series. Oh, that's event. great. So it's not so like it's going to go on like this is its own self contained thing. You can let the story breathe across like six hours that, or whatever yeah, long that, it is. That makes me want to do that. I, I just I. Again, like hour-long dramas, like some of the greatest shows are out there, but like I'll never get around to them because I don't want to watch something that's ten hours long. Mm. Like Westworld is great, but honestly, I gotta be honest, Westworld would be better if it wasn't ten. If it was like eight episodes or <laughs> six you can trim or whatever. The, trim the fat on a lot of things. I think that's the biggest yeah, problem would, with like Marvel shows. Yeah, I would watch yeah, so many more of these things if they were like six episodes long, like the British model, a little bit. Yeah, I don't need ten straight fucking hours. I really don't. Like, why not? Why not make the Punisher? I, I love the Night of, and I only watched yeah. the pilot because it's so. Mu- I bought it on Blu-ray, and I Fuck just it's just so so much. Yeah, that's great. It's a lot of content. But like, I honestly like, why not make the Punisher take like all the money for like like twelve episodes, where they gave it, and just make six episodes? I think every single Marvel show should be eight episodes. Yeah, at most. Yeah. yeah. I think less. Yeah. I, anyway, we have a whole other show to do. Um, plugs. Uh, wait. I want to mention one more thing. Oh, sorry. Right. Wrap up. Uh, so I, I texted it to you, mm-hmm. but they finally gave director and cast to a Motley Crew movie. Yes. I'm very excited. Um, it was an uh, interesting choice. Uh, 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 I forget. You guys, Baz you, Berman. You, you guys are uh, Thrones guys? Or, Baz no? Yeah, I am, yeah. You are? Yeah. So uh, Ramsey Bolton is going to be... You and okay, from, uh, from uh, Misfits. M- Misfits. He's and from Savage. Yeah. He'll be playing, I think, uh, guitarist Mick Mars. The only thing that worries me is it's role. the uh, director of, I think, the Jackass movies. Which, uh, fucking, um, what's his face? <laughs> Spike Jones? No. no um, like something Jones. Roach? Yeah, oh, Jay Jay Roach. Roach. Jay Roach. I think it's Jay Roach. He also he's did done... Austin Powers. 
Uh, I'm just. Uh, he's, that, that's he's not really a good sell. Um, I've heard like, J. Yeah. Roach is actually a good director. He just happens to also pick slummy material. <laughs> I I would have loved okay. if you're just like it's from the director of Jackass, this Spike Jones guy. This Spike like, Jones. Oh, like you mean visionary <laughs> director Spike Jones? Her was such a piece of shit. No, that movie made me cry. I, I bought that movie when it came so out on digital. I have not seen it since like 2013. I I don't I, think I could endeavor to watch it again because it emotionally destroyed me. Yeah, that's. Uh, I saw it in theaters with my wife, and we were both just like. Few movies have made me want to vomit from pure emotional like turmoil. Uh, and that was. One oh of yeah, them. it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Did uh did y'all ever see um, um y'all uh fucking what do you call it um uh Gunsmoke. monsters are angry what's it called where the wild things are. No, yeah. I really want to. I've heard it from many people that I'd love it. Yeah. I heard it was disappointing. It, it's. I remember seeing it, and I was kind of like. James Gandolfini, what are you doing? Oh, man. Being Gandalf. Can we also do uh, Killing Them Softly for this show? Can we do two? Okay, Killing Them Softly. What was the other one? What? The other one we just said? Wetlands. But, no, not Wetlands. Damn it! Oh, you what want the, the assassination? History of Violence? No, wait. Ah, fuck. Oh, okay. Rush? Rush, Rush. Rush. Rush and Killing Them Softly. Um, write them down, Daniel. Done. Yeah, I'm a, when I'm across the country, we'll just do a wonderful little, like, tele-recording. Yeah, fuck so it. wait, I shouldn't be worried about Jay Roach doing this. I don't think so. No? Well, he also did a Trumbo. He did like a bunch of like kind of mediocre films it looks like. Uh, like I don't want it to be mediocre. Like I feel like The Runaways is mm. mediocre. Okay. Like it's just fine, but yeah, like... Yeah, then maybe you're, maybe you're in trouble. Cause I think yeah, because that... like I'm, I want uh, I want a uh, I want Walk the Line. Okay. From my, like, get, get my, old my crew. Fucking yeah, mm-hmm. man. The, but, Mangold is, is a class-ass director though. This is the guy who did the campaign oh yeah he did the brink the direct the pilot of the brink that was the um, the hbo movie with a uh, brad no 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 not even that was the one oh, with not, um, not the rollerblading movie uh <laughs> what no i don't know what that is but Thank you. this is about nice. the one where it's like jack black and i like goes to like a middle eastern country or whatever oh yeah it like didn't do very <laughs> that well. sounds like fun yeah let's send goofy jack black to make fun <laughs> of uh headdresses uh, he did uh-huh. meet the fockers yeah, see, this is why I'm worried. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit of a... Maybe then you're in trouble. That's a bit of a... Uh, that sucks. It's not on the Wikipedia, though, so he probably didn't start it yet, so... Hmm. Ball's still on your court! Uh, it's, I think, entering production soon, but it's going to be a net... Uh, I guess Netflix is producing, so I don't know if that means Netflix is distributing, then. Well, probably. Most likely, yeah. I mean, yeah, so it'll be a Netflix movie, so I'm hoping that they they have a, a vision, and they're not just going to, like, play it for, like, look, we're going to make it like Jackass, look at all the crazy shit these guys did, no, and then we're going to no. end they're on, gonna like, They're going to make it look like it. Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Oh, uh, great, that's <laughs> so much better. So, down the line, next time we do a crossover week, do you want to suggest we do The Dirt for Slow Readers? What? Ooh, because I've always wanted to read the dirt. Is right. it long? It's a couple hundred pages, but it's I I find Wait, it a couple hundred as in two. Uh, I think <laughs> it's it's a thicker read. Um, so that's up to you guys. It I might love, be a fun I could, one to do. We haven't done any nonfiction yet. I could read that book yeah, anytime. Uh, I I think it's great. What is that? Is that the is that a Motley it's a story of the Motley Crue book? Okay. Like yeah, um, apparently it's a uh, people like were reading it everywhere when it came out. Um, there's that whole. Was it Aziz Ansari who had that whole comedy bit about yes, Tarnished Sorry, Star? Yeah, no, you made about, that. Name. I made yeah, that about face how I'm uh, <laughs> like reading the dirt that apparently uh, they would put their um, their dicks in burritos to cover up the smell of. Uh, oh yeah, fucking yeah. other girls. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty into it. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Plugs. Plugs. Anyone? Uh, plugs. I mean, listeners, if you just can't get enough of us, um, slow readers, it's gonna be that too slow readers it's gonna be literally 
of like a few minutes after this recording, you will continue on to this hang. Yeah. I also didn't get to prank the fucking memo we're doing black V-necks today. Yeah, black, come on, that's man. That's not a V-neck. Oh, because the glasses may look like a V-neck. Black t-shirts today. Is anyone else wearing joggers? No. 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 We're Blue jean day. This is true. I didn't have to leave home. My, my sweater is a, is a burr of tattoos. See? Uh, I never... See, perfect. This is what I do when people come over to my place. Just nice, comfortable pants. <laughs> uh, y'all see the um, the one that it's getting a lot of uh, popularity, but <laughs> but uh, the, they're suggesting because like they're retiring. Um, uh, I forgot what, what was the team. They're retiring like the offensive like oh, chief or something like that. Yeah. And like someone suggested like this like accurate like drawing of like a Native American like taking a knee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all ever see that? Nope. No. Alright, it's really good and pretty. Anyway, sorry. Plug! Plugs! So, Slow Readers! You can follow me and this guy over here named Gabriel. That's me! On a little show called Slow Readers where we talk about books. We talk about reading. We talk about trying to read. We talk about feeling to read. We talk about uh, hardly anything else. Like, they, we are very focused. We're very straightforward. As you can tell with our conversation mm-hmm. here, we never yes. do any tangents. Never, never off, ever are off topic. Off topic. Never. Uh, we're exactly about books. So, definitely, especially this. This is a crossover. Um, if you want to see exactly how we recorded immediately after this show... Go check out uh, an episode called Deathlands Part 3. Uh, if you're up to date with this, it should be the one that's coming out uh, this coming Monday. I, I would like to request you name it Deathlands Book Club. I will never. Damn uh, it. But anyway, so uh, that's going to be really fun and exciting because it's a book we've tried to read, as you can tell, two episodes prior, me and Gabriel. We'll uh, see if there needs to be a fourth. And we've dragged uh, this guy over here into reading another one. Uh, so we'll see We'll see how that went. Uh, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Top Gaunt Radio. And like I said, I wrote, I wrote a book and published it myself for 99 cents only called The Great Story of Sea Story. It's a short book about uh, a man against nature, but in a very dark, uh, dark, violent, grody kind of way. Very Lovecraftian and such. Uh, it's a good one. Judy right? Trombley gives it three out of five stars. Three out of five stars and says nothing else about it. Nothing else. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ryan? Uh, you can follow me on the Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Uh, also, please write and review, uh, write into the show at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com. And at Instagram. And the Instagram is sexandviolencepod. Uh, we need your reviews. Uh, please write into the email. We got a custom poster contest coming up, which mm-hmm. uh, might be doing crossover stuff. We'll see what's happening very with exciting. that. Very uh, exciting. Mm-hmm. Very exciting times. Custom Warriors poster by friend of the show, Tyler Martis. T underscore Martis. Yes, T underscore Martis. I'm glad you know that. Beautiful poster. Yeah, be, good, it's a uh, great artist too. I love. I've seen his Prometheus post before. That thing's beautiful. He's a great dude. Yeah, great artist. Smart guy, knows his movies. Maybe bring him on sometime. Yeah, bring love him on. Me. Bring him on before Warriors. Bring him on home to me. Yeah, bring him on. Bring home, it on home, bring home, home, home to me. Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I bring you jewelry. Oh God, it's like money and clothes. I'm sorry. Do 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 do. So yeah, five star reviews all the way around. We need your reviews. Please do it and uh, send in if you want that custom poster. We need an email or just you know. Put send us a message, comment. guys. Just got to comment on any of the on any, any of us, basically any of the sex and violence pod posts. Um, just come at us. Come at us, bro. Come at us, bro. Yes. Um, we can follow me on Instagram at um, babymara 5 as and on Tumblr and Twitter at gmara number four series. Uh, yeah, listen to the other shows. It's a good time. Uh, that's about it. Um, so really, go straight to Slow Readers, episode 43. 43, Deathlands Part 3, to continue this ridiculous hang we're having. In the meantime, bye. 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 This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. 
For more podcasting content, go to topgallantradio.com 